Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West here, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. This episode of the Steadfast and Law Podcast is brought to us by our dear friends at the United States Concealed Carry Association. The United States CCA helps responsible Americans like you prepare for what happens before, during, and after an active act of lawful self-defense. USCCA members get life-saving education, expert training, plus self-defense liability insurance. Plus, a USCCA membership is always risk-free with their 100% money-back bulletproof guarantee membership is truly an investment worth exploring click learn more below right now to activate your u.s concealed carry association membership click learn more right now and also one of the benefits of being a member you get their monthly concealed carry magazine and as a reminder the united states concealed carry association is not an insurance company a policy has been issued to the uscca by Universal Fire and Casualty Insurance Company. That policy provides the association and its members with self-defense liability insurance subject to its terms, conditions, limitations, and exclusions. Hey, greetings, everyone. Welcome back to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. And if you know, one of the things I've always talked about is veterans getting involved in electoral politics, running for elected office. One of the things that I started when I was up in Congress was something called the Guardian Fund PAC, which really worked to get more uh, conservative uh, and, and veterans there at the federal level in the Senate and the House. But I think also we need to start looking at local levels, being at city councils, school boards, county commissions, and definitely down at the state house level. So we're going to have a great interview with someone that many of you may know, and that is John Tig, call sign Tegan. And if you remember, he was a CIA security contractor. And it goes back to that incredible story that came out of Benghazi, Libya, where four CIA contractors protected that uh, mission that was there against Islamic jihadists. And of course, it was made into an incredible movie. So John Tig Tegan is running for mayor in the city of Colorado Springs, Colorado, near and dear to my heart, because that's where the 4th Infantry Division is headquartered at Fort Carson, and you know I served there. So, John, welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. Good to be with you. Hey, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. So what uh, inspired you to pick up the mantle and run for mayor of Colorado <laughs> Springs, Colorado? <laughs> I don't know if you think it really inspired you, but... No, it was uh, a lot of it had to do with the COVID mandate. Um, you know, where you have a, a strong mayor, we're home rule, and it just felt like our local government was controlling us, and we're, we're and we weren't controlling them. You know, just them using the health department as a police force, using the liquor license as blackmail, forcing masks on kids. You know, our kids are 
suffered a lot. You know, generations are still going to be affected. I mean, what my kid definitely affected him quite a bit um, in school. So he's still trying to catch up on a lot of stuff. So it, it just showed me that the government was controlling us. We weren't controlling them. Our mayor should have stepped up and did a lot more to ensure that the community was free to choose what, what we wanted to do, not what the government wanted us to do. Yeah, and so I was reading that the the actual mayor is term limited out, so this is an open seat. Uh, quite a few folks in that uh, race for for being mayor. Some of them city council members. Some of them already uh, involved in politics. What advantage do you think you have? And you know, wanting to protect your son and our children that is an inspiration to run. So you have to be committed for that. So what are some of the things you think can leverage you or give you an advantage over people who have you know been in politics and have held political office? Yeah, I think I'm more at a disadvantage because I have never ran for political office. Don't say that. Um, but one, don't say that. <laughs> but one thing that I bring to the table is a, is better, honestly, better leadership, and that's what we need. We need more more of a leadership than a politician. So you know, me not knowing the ins and outs and how to how to maneuver things and run things. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to hurt a little bit. But again, the OJT on the job training is where a lot of it's going to come from. But as a leader, I've been doing it since, you know, since the military days and even before that. And because you have 23 department heads underneath you as a as a mayor. So if the mayor need to be the smartest person in, in the city, know how to do everything, run everything. Why do we need 23 department heads? It's to me, it's the leadership that's going to guide me into make, making sure that the guys that are hired to do the job are doing what they're supposed to be doing, not doing what they want to do and ensuring that, you know, I'm not going to be bought. I'm not going to bend over backwards for anybody. I'm going to do what's right for the community going into the community and actually talking with them. Like I have been, you know, even during the COVID uh, shutdowns, you know, and actually going out into the community and supporting the community directly and not just doing it behind a desk. Like a lot of these politicians do, I get out front and that's how you lead. You know, you don't just sit back and let other people do it. You get out front and you stand in front of everybody and you take the blows. You know, you don't allow the community to do it. And, you know, when we went out, we were doing things for the community. Uh, you know, law enforcement, you know, as a majority of them are, keep thanking me for, you know, what, what my organization did during the COVID stuff, during the riots, and just trying to help the community as much as we could versus just doing it on paper. Well, you know, when you talk about being at a disadvantage, I mean, I ran for United States Congress and had never held any type of political office, so I don't see it as a disadvantage. I see it as a clear advantage because more people are looking for leadership. They're looking for statesmen. They're not looking yeah. for politicians. And the great thing about, you know, the training and, and our expertise in the military is that we understand task and purpose. We understand commander's guidance and how to not micromanage and allow people to do their jobs within the left and right limits that we've given to them. So yep. speaking of which, what are some of the critical issues there in Colorado Springs, Colorado? It's a beautiful city. Been there several times. What are some of the, you know, let's say the top three issues that are facing you there? I would say number one is going to be safety of the community. Our, our crime has just been skyrocketing. We got law enforcement, you know, they're leaving by the by the dozens every year and uh, we were right now we're 70 short and as we expand by the time we get those 70 we're probably gonna need another 100 more so i think we're more like 200 officers short um and that's the number one thing we have to get under control and again being a leader you stand up for them you back them up even you know if they do something wrong you stand up and you stand up for them 
but you're not covering for them. Mm-hmm. You know, if they truly did something wrong, you still got to stand next to them through the process. And, you know, if they go to jail, they go to jail, unfortunately. But just to back away, say, whoa, whoa, hands off because he did something wrong. That's not a good leader. Um, and for us to gain that recruitment that we need here in Colorado Springs, even across the nation, I think people need to start doing elect efficiency, need to start standing up because otherwise crime's just going to get worse. And the second thing is homelessness having a true path mm. to success, not just a Band-Aid, not just, okay, let's just move them over here today. Let's put them in this shelter here today. You have to have a, a complete process from getting them off the street to getting to, you know, permanent living. And it, to, to me, the city doesn't need to do it. And it goes back to the the foundations and the churches. There's 4,000, almost 4,000 nonprofits here in Colorado Springs. And they and their budget is anywhere, anywhere between five to fifteen billion dollars a year, so the money's there. It's just a matter of getting these organizations to come together, work together, and truly put their money where the mouth is and support the community and help this homelessness. And the other is the infrastructure. We a lot of the money that we raise taxes for, it's it's not there. I mean, our roads are horrible. I know you probably haven't been here in a while, but I lived on a dirt road that had better roads than our paved roads and. So, you know, I think we need to do a, a major audit to figure out where, where the money's going. Every city, every elected official, every department head needs to be audited every single year to ensure everybody's on the up and up. And we don't have just uh, fluff going around and just favoritism going around. You know, we have one builder in this city that owns 80 percent of the uh, undeveloped property, which to me is not a very good thing to have because he can they're just monopolizing and causing the increase of uh, property. So it's it's not good what's going on right now. You know, you also have a major interstate, uh, if I'm correct, I-25 that comes up through yep. Colorado Springs, of course, heads up into Denver. Are you seeing an issue with uh, the flow of drugs and, of course, illegal immigrants coming into uh, Colorado Springs? You know, drugs is definitely – they've been, it's been a problem for – for a long time here, um, you know, legalizing marijuana it didn't really help the community very much. Well, at least the medical side, you know, the city of Colorado Springs didn't legalize actual marijuana, just the, the medical side. But, you know, the outer cities just right next door, right across the street, they legalized it. So we're still, you know, getting some of that. That didn't, you know, it didn't decrease anything uh, on the black market, it actually increased the cost or increased uh, the black market. Um, I haven't seen a whole, there is a little bit of an illegal uh, immigrant issue going on here. I would say more human trafficking yeah. going on than anything else. Um, and, you know, we got to tackle that and we got to definitely fix our roads. We got, I think we're going to have to figure out, you know, more of a 10, 20 year plan of probably putting another highway in, maybe a double decker on I-25 for that traffic that just wants to flow through so it helps our community as a whole and reduces the uh, the rush hour traffic. Yeah, without a doubt, because you think about Fort Carson there, you think about the Air Force Academy there, you think about, I think it's Peterson Air Force Base yep, that is there, Schriever. NORAD is there. I mean, this is a very strategic uh, city that you are looking to become the mayor of. How is your relationship, you know, you served in the United States Marine Corps, how is your relationship there with the veteran community and also with the military community? I, I honestly, I, with my nonprofit, I think it's really strong. Um, you know, we've done a lot of fundraisers, even just at my house. You know, we invite active duty and veterans and first responders out there. And, you know, it's right next to Fort Carson. So, you know, we get a lot of the um, 
the fires that they start rip through our neighborhood. <laughs> but, you know, it's it, I think it, it's fairly strong, especially within the veteran and active duty uh, community out here. It's um, so, yeah, I think it's it's going to be a positive thing. But, you know, I can't rely on their votes because a lot of them, again, they, they're not registered yeah. here because they're registered in their home state. Um, so, but working with the military, it's going to be number one, cause there's five military bases around here, just like you were saying. Um, then you got space, the space force, <laughs> they're out here. So wow. it's just yeah. weird saying that. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, um, I, I'm still trying to, I, I, I go back and remember, you know, uh, space force and I forget the, uh, the cartoon when I was a kid, you know, it's, yep. so, but let me ask you, when, it, when is your election coming up? It's uh, April 4th. It came up fast. Yeah. You know, again, these guys, some of these guys that have been on the ballot for over a year already, yeah. and I've, I've been on it for about a month and a half yeah. running. So, And I still got some pretty good traction. Um, you know, we still got a lot of debates going on, which I actually thought would be – I don't even know. They're not really debates. You got one minute to answer questions, and I thought it would be a lot harder, honestly. Um but without a lot of department heads talking to us and, you know, me and a couple of the candidates are running, they won't talk. They won't have meetings with us. So it's hard to really come up with really what's going on within the city and how to help help fix it. But, you know, just bringing fresh ideas into the mix where a lot of these politicians, it's always the same thing. And, you know, especially the ones that have been around here since I was in junior high school. Wow. And they're still dealing with the same issues. When I was in junior high, we are now. It's like, how come this stuff wasn't fixed? Are going fixed? How come there's not a long-term plan, especially with the energy? They shut down one of our power plants, and the energy cost is skyrocketing yeah. without having a plan to replace it. You know, we can't rely on um, green energy because look what happened down in Texas oh, yeah. when everything froze up. Ab- absolutely. So, that is the most unreliable source of energy, and we yep. saw that. You know, if you're going to have a source of energy, it has to be reliable in – you know, hard conditions. You can't go down in the winter and, of course, in the summer when people yep. are expecting it. So how can people follow you? How can people hear from the Steadfast and Law podcast uh, support you? What's your website? Uh, it's uh, tigformayor.com. Made it as simple as possible. Um, you know, I'm, I'm on. Uh, I finally got back in social media after being booted off um, and banned pretty much. <laughs> So I'm, I'm back on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. I'm on, I'm on uh, Tick for Mayor. They still won't really let me on and do anything under John Tick Tigan. And I'm on Truth Social. But, uh, you know, all those platforms, you can find me as John Tick Tigan. That's the easiest way to follow me and support me. Well, I got to tell you, you're, you're a hometown boy that is trying to make right for your city there. Uh, without a doubt, people that know your story you are a person that has the right type of courage and will, resolve, and determination to stand up and do what's right. So I think that you would be a good person to be in a leadership role there in Colorado Springs. And once again, it's so important to have more veterans who have been willing to make the, the ultimate sacrifice in the last full measure of devotion to get into this thing that is called politics and restore leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you and I know, leadership is by example, and leaders always take responsibility. Yes, they don't take credit. Yeah, that is true. That's a, that's what a leader is. So thanks so much, John Tig Tegan, or is it Tegan? Tigan. Tigan. See, I, I mean. Yeah, I know. It's that call sign that does it. I know. It just, it just knocks out. And plus, I got a southern <laughs> accent, so we'll butcher your name anyhow. So thank you so much for being with us on the Staff Ass and Law podcast. And we will check back in and after the results from your primary in uh, your race in April the 4th. So God be with yes, you sir. and God bless you in this race, John. God bless you. Sir. Semper Fi.
said fuck. Hurrah. Thank you. Before they burn it down.